0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. First John chapter 1, we're going to read verse 8 through 10. If we say that we have no sin, uh uh-oh. Preachers preaching on sin. Here we go. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I'm preaching this morning on clean up, clean up. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would please help us to focus in during this time, that distractions would be removed. I know, I know that the devil is not going to like this message. Uh, I know that you are here today and you desire to speak to our hearts. And wherever you are, the devil is going to want to be there to distract. But Father, I ask that you would uh, banish him from this place and that we would be able, as a people as a uh, people not only here, but people who are here in spirit and watching through the live stream, that we would be able to focus in together on your word and that we would understand uh, this matter of sin in our lives and what uh, needs to be done with it. Help us, Lord, to be a righteous and holy people before you by dealing with our sin this morning. And I ask this in your name. Amen. There is such a call for cleanliness today. And, uh, I mean, everybody is a lot more cognizant of the germs that are around us. There are a lot of things that we used to do that I don't think we're going to be doing anymore. Remember when you used to go to birthday parties and the person would blow out the candles with their, you know, with their breath and then we would eat the cake? Those were good times, weren't they? We're probably not going to be doing that anymore. Everyone's going to have like a to blow out the candles. Uh, you remember ball pits at Chuck E. Cheese? You remember those? Those were the best. Now you can't do those anymore because people are realizing, you know, like, I mean, there's kids that have been left under there and they've been there for weeks. And uh, I, I used to get all the way under, you know, and wait for some random kid to come out and then rise like the swamp thing. It was great. You can't do that anymore. It's such a shame. That was a big part of my life, and uh, so maybe I'll just have one of my own ball pits. Everything's becoming touchless. You notice that? I mean, there's touchless delivery, touchless grocery shopping, touchless this. I I, I don't want to belittle the situation, but I I will, I will bring out a little frustration right now. I I can't stand touchless. Thought. What's wrong, which is we're washing our hands, okay? So anything that we get on, just let me turn the knob and have water. But you walk into bathrooms nowadays and everyone's doing yoga to get the, <laughs> like isometric, all these different things. Give a, for goodness sake, give us touchless doors first. Again, we're, we're washing our hands and you wash your hands when you finally get it to come out and you use the soap and use the water, and that's touchless as well. And, and then you turn around, and you have to touch the door. So everybody's you know, like trying to pull. And of course, somebody walks in right then. And you're like, I'm sorry. You know, I, just, I just don't understand. But uh, look, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I think we should be more cognizant of everything that's going on. Uh, you know, It's just that things are, things are dirty. I mean, there, there's something about being clean. I'm not a germaphobe. How many of you are, are germaphobes? You're just constantly, Miss Alano, Okay, I'm not a germaphobe, but I I do like being clean. There's something about taking a nice, crisp shower and and being clean. Especially in in Corpus, it can get really humid, and you need to take a shower. It can get so humid. I mean, you take a shower on Monday, and by Friday, you're still not dry. But at least you feel clean. And uh, brushing your teeth, you need to brush your teeth in, in the morning. You know, and uh, there are some you do the before breakfast, some you do the after breakfast. Uh, I, I don't know, but you need to brush your teeth. Kids, brush your teeth. It's very important. Uh, how many of you, if you're in your room or you're in your office, you can't start working until it's clean? Right? Until everything is set in order. Don't look in my office right now. That is not how I work. But I do like being clean. I, uh, personally, I hate being dirty. If I do not get my weekly shower in, I'm very upset. <laughs> weekly, yes. It's the only thing he got out of the message this morning. <laughs> and if you think about it, it doesn't take much to become dirty. Um, I mean, not a day goes by when you don't need a little cleanup. Uh, even if you locked yourself in your room and you just sequestered yourself, you're, you're going to come into things that make you dirty. You know how you're staying in bed and you get to sleep in that morning and you open up your curtains and... In the sunbeams, there are these little dancing, yeah, Uh uh-huh. So, all of that to say, (laughs) while people are worrying about physical cleanliness, and you need to, you need to be careful right now, you need to be safe, you need to be wise, Uh, you are going to have to do that on your own. Me, as a pastor, I'm watching for your spiritual cleanliness right now. I have to watch for that and I'm going to trust that you are going to do what you believe is right as far as physical cleanliness is concerned. Um, I want to help you be spiritually clean because sin can do a lot more damage than bacteria. Sin can do a lot more damage in your life. It can make you a lot more dirty than bacteria. Think of all the Bible verses that talk about our sin making us dirty. So when David sins with Bathsheba, what does he pray? Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities. Cleanse me from my sin, he says. Just a little bit later, he says, Purge me with, his- with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. He says, Create in me a clean heart. And then think about what he says afterwards. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew- re- remove not thy Holy Spirit from me. He says, Cast me not away from thy presence. So in his sin, he saw a need to be cleaned, but he also saw the danger of God removing his presence because of his sin. We've all been through that, haven't we? Where we've gone through a time in our life where we weren't close to God. Some of us are in here this morning, and you know it. God's nowhere near you right now. He's, He's not near you. You're not near him. He's not speaking to you through his word. He's not listening to your prayers. He, you've lost your joy. You've lost your peace. You've lost your walk with him. It happens. And Isaiah says, The Lord's hand is not, is not shortened that I cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that I cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and God. Right, it says says, your, your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered, perverseness we have a lot of people telling us right now all the things that we need to do to be physically clean and and why do we listen why do we listen to those people because we give them the benefit of the doubt that they want us to be safe okay that that that's the reason that we listen so I'm asking you to to give me the same benefit I, I love you I love you all very very much And I promise you, what I am saying to you, I'm first saying to myself. We're we're a sinful people. We're a sinful people. We are a spiritually dirty people. Like a pig to the mud. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Have you ever looked yourself in the mirror and said, you did it again? Every day. Every day we dirty ourselves with sin. And as much as God desires to fellowship with us, if we're going to walk with him, we must be clean. God says, be ye holy, for I am holy. That is a, that is a requirement. If we're going to be in the presence of a holy God, we must also be holy. Right, so if we wish to walk and, and talk with the holy God, we, we have to deal with the sin. We have to deal with our sin. It has to be taken care of. It has to be removed. It has to be eradicated, blotted out, however you want to say it. So let's talk today about how to keep your hearts clean. How do you keep your hearts clean from sin? I hope you all know how to keep your body clean. How do you keep your hearts clean? So in order to teach us how to clean up, God first points out some ways not to. That's not the way you clean up. And first of all, in verse 8, he says, here's a way that you don't clean up. You don't deny it. Don't deny your sin. Johnny, don't deny your sin. Look in verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. This is like catching the child in the cookie jar with chocolate all over their face. And you say, McKenna? Were you in the cookie jar? No. Nope. And boys, they do that. And, you know, did you, did you go outside and play in your good clothes like I told you not to? And there's grass stains everywhere. There's holes everywhere. Who do they think they're fooling? Right? Who do they think they're fooling? The only, bu- the only person they're fooling is themselves if they truly believe that they're going to get by. With that, that they're going to get away with that lie. So this verse is, first of all, talking about somebody who is so foolish as to say, I've never sinned before. How many of you would say that? Never sinned before. Okay, good. Just making sure. (laughs) But this verse is also talking about somebody foolish enough to say or to think they can hide it. I can hide my sin. I can hide it away. This verse is like when my parents would tell me growing up, Johnny, by the time I get back, by the time I get back from work, your room needs to be clean. And I would say, okay, it's a challenge. So instead of actually cleaning, what would I do? Sweep everything under the rug. Now, don't judge me. Don't judge me. You've all done that. And ma- No, no, no. And maybe it hasn't been with dirt under a rug, but every time you've gotten ice out of the refrigerator, and some of it falls on the ground. Do you pick the ice up? No, you don't. You kick it under the fridge, and you know you do. So don't judge me. I I would put things under the bed. I would take all my dirty clothes and put it back in the clean clothes. I wouldn't fold anything. The closet, don't open the closet. Leave the closet alone. So okay. So when you walked in, it looked clean, but it wasn't clean. There was dirt and filth and disgusting teenage boy stuff just everywhere in that room. But when my parents came home, Johnny, is your room clean? Yes. No, it wasn't. It's a lie. That's a lie. But I truly believed mom and dad aren't going to know. But what would she always say? Let me check. And the sweat would start beating. But no, 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 she's not going to see. She's not going to see because she's going to walk in and she's going to see that everything's clean. And when you walked in, everything looked clean. But you know what mom would always do? And like the Fruit Loop bird, I mean, she would just follow her nose everywhere and find every little what's this, what's that, what's that, what's that. What's that? Room wasn't clean. I knew it. I knew the room wasn't clean. But I genuinely believed I was going to fool. I was going to fool mom and dad like she had no sense of smell, like she wouldn't be able to see everything. I mean, my room is clean, top to bottom, all the way. I wasn't deceiving. I wasn't deceiving anybody but myself in doing that. The Bible says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. You might be able to, you might think you're hiding the sin, you'll never hide the smell. Remember that. And may look if we believe, if we believe that we can sin and sin and sin and live in wickedness and debauchery in this country and revel in lust and envy and lying and gossip all the time and then act in front of God like we're all fine, like everything's good, like there's nothing wrong, you're deceiving yourself. I'm deceiving myself. We're certainly not deceiving God. He knows everything that's going on. We may think that we have other people fooled, but it's not going to be for long. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but the Bible says, ye shall know them by their fruits. So for now, young person, for now, whoever, if the shoe fits, you might be able to hide the seeds of your sin for a little bit. But harvest is coming. And when that sinful harvest comes up, you're not going to be able to fool anybody by saying, I didn't plant that. If you plant a watermelon seed, watermelon's coming up. If you plant a sinful seed, if you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption. And that's why the Bible says, be not deceived. Stop deceiving yourself. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Do we really think we're going to stand in front of God someday? I didn't put all that sin there. It's like whenever, the, you know, on the cop shows, they find everything. Oh, that's not mine. Come on. Who do you think you're fooling? Who do we think we're fooling? To, to look at God and say, we, I, have, I have no sin. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. So hear the truth this morning. Denying sin will never bring cleansing from our sin and hear the further truth this morning somebody who can constantly deny their sin somebody who constantly denies sin is not a child of God and that's not me that says it that's what the book says we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us We try to act like everything's clean. We may even believe we have everybody fooled, but you know more than anybody, God doesn't let you rest, does he? He does not let you go. A child of God cannot deny sin in his life. God won't let you. Have you ever been reading your Bible and praying and suddenly a sin pops up in your mind? Don't you think that's the Lord saying, what about this? What about that? Are we going to deal with that? Are we going to talk about it? Are, Are we going to get it clean? So I'd like, to, I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to work with you. I'd like to help you. I'd like to walk with you. But what about this? That is how God deals with his sin. And Daily, our hearts are going to be burdened by the weight and the filth of sin until it gets to the point where we say, God, I, I, I have to deal with this. I must be clean. I don't just want to look clean anymore. I want to be clean. That is a child of God. Somebody who can constantly say, no, 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 I, I, I'm fine. You are not saved. Yeah. The Bible makes that clear. Black and white. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we, if we say that we walk in the light but walk in darkness, we lie. Yeah. We lie. That's what God says. John was very black and white and so was the Lord. Can't say that you have no sin. You're never go- you'll never be clean while we deny our sin. Now, if we're honest... We might say in many of our cases that we have done that before. I'm just gonna hide it away. I'm gonna act like it's not there. It's gonna be my little pet. And that's what sin does, doesn't it? It starts out cute, like a little kitty cat. But as you pet it, and as you care for it, and as you feed it, it's gonna grow, and it's gonna grow, and it's gonna grow. And before long, it turns into a lion. And it doesn't, it's, it's not happy anymore. It, it's not going to be happy until it eats you. Every, every lion was once a little kitten that looked really cute. And you hide away that sin and you think you're going to be able to control it. One day it's going to get out of control. And the harvest is going to come. And you won't be able to deny it anymore. And a child of God won't be able to deny it. There will be no denying it. There will be no hiding it. You must Tell it to the Lord. How about this? You'll never be clean by redefining or justifying your sin. So first of all, you'll never be clean if if we deny it, but we'll never be clean if we redefine it or justify it. Look in verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So in verse 8, you have somebody who denies that they have any sin. In verse 10, you have somebody who's arguing that their sin really isn't sin. you see the difference there? One says, I have no sin. One says, I have not sin. Oh, this? That's not sin. Oh, oh that? That? No. No, that's fine. That's not sin. Have you noticed man is always trying to reword and call sin by a different name? Oh, he has alcohol dependency. No, my Bible calls him a drunkard. That is the Bible word for it. Oh, it's, it's called being pro-choice. No, my Bible calls it murder. Oh, it's homosexuality. No, my Bible calls it sodomy and wickedness and an abomination to the Lord. Oh, he's just, he's just, he's just overjoyed with his accomplishments. No, it's called pride. Pride. And by the way, the Bible calls that an abomination as well. Oh, it was a moment of weakness. No, it was adultery. Oh, I was just talking. No, it's gossip. It's tale bearing. It's sowing discord among the brethren. And if you look in Proverbs chapter 6, it talks about all the senses, doesn't it? Six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. But then it gets down to the end. I I don't just hate the eyes of it. I just don't hate the tongue of it. I just don't hate the hands of it. I hate he that soweth discord among the brethren. It's gossip. Somebody said this, sin never wants to be sin. It always wants to be righteousness. Oh, it's just a little lie. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that TV show. Oh, I don't see anything wrong. Why would you let somebody through your TV do things in your living room that you would never allow somebody in person to do in your living room? Somebody came into your living room and spoke and used the language like some of the things that you hear through your TV, you would say, get out of my house. Why is it any different through the TV? If a couple came in who was not married and started fawning all over each other and messing with each other, you would not let them in your living room. Why are we going to let it in through the TV? Why are we going to post things on Facebook that we would never say personally? We need to start calling sin what it is. Oh, I don't see anything wrong with those clothes. I, oh, I'm just talking to that person online. It's not like we're doing anything. Parents, you need to watch your teenagers. If you wouldn't give them a loaded gun, don't give them a cell phone. Yeah. Don't give them a cell phone that gives them access, unlimited access to the internet. There at least needs to be a blocker on there. And the 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 main and and... I'm asking you to trust me. I was a teenager before. You were a teenager before. I'm asking you to trust me. When I tell you that putting that power in a kid's hand, they don't know how to handle it. And I'm not saying that you can't trust your kids. I'm saying you can't trust your kids. You can't trust the flesh. You can't give them that power. You can't get, give... curiosity killed the cat. But again, that wasn't a warning against cats a warning against us. And then I've heard I've heard parents say, and this is a rabbit trail, but it's juicy and I'm hungry. The I've heard parents say, "Well, uh, just what if they're in a place where they they're in an emergency? Where are you sending your kids?" And I'll tell you a story. One time I was in an apartment with very thin walls and I could hear the lady beneath me being beaten by her husband. And let me just tell you this, she didn't have time to grab her cell phone. Hang on, let me call 911. She was screaming. Help, please, help, please. Look, the, the whole, you, you saw that stupid video that I did about the dumpster, okay? The youth conference showed, me, showed this video of this horrible thing that needs to be deleted. But do you, did, you get the, did you get the message behind that? Are there some amazing things that your phone can do? Sure. I can get more work done on my phone, but there's a lot of junk in it. And if you don't know how to weed through the junk, all the junk that comes from the phone is not worth the couple things good that you can do with the phone that, by the way, all of these people, look at all these people, did without for their entire And they're just fine. They're a little strange, but they're just fine. (laughs) Don't judge them for being a little strange. You're a lot strange. And I'm a part of your generation, so I'm, I'm saying it to me. Look, we are hardwired to make excuses. We are hardwired to make excuses about our sin. We redefine it. We justify it. We dress it up so that it doesn't look like what it's supposed to be. Even when we admit it, even when we admit sin, we have a reason for it. Okay, yeah, fine, I did it. But if they, yeah, uh-huh. Oh. Okay, yeah, sure, I said it, but you don't understand. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, we just need, we've we got to stop that. We've got to stop it. We've got to stop it. Yeah. We have to stop calling sin by a different name, stop justifying it, stop explaining in a way, stop belittling it. I've pointed this out before, but when we stand up and say, I have no sin, We're lying. We're lying. And the Bible says the truth is not in us. But when we say that, that's not sin. You're making God a liar. You're not not lying. You're saying, God, you're lying. Because we have no authority to call what God has called sin something else. He is the one who says, this is sin and this is righteous. This is holy. This is unclean. This is pure. This is impure. And so for God to come up and say, thou shalt not. And then we go, "Mm, I disagree. We're making him a liar. Sin is either sin or God's a liar. And if God's a liar, he's not worthy to praise. He's not worthy to worship. He's not worthy to follow. Let's just go and do whatever we want. To spend our lives saying we have no sin. Th- so think about this. When God says that's sin and we say no it isn't, we're going to live a very dirty life. We're going to live a very dirty life. Cleansing can only come from God's forgiveness. That is the only way cleansing can come. We can think, oh, we have the power to rearrange things and hide things in our life to make things look clean. Well, you're not clean. Cleansing only comes from forgiveness. Or we can justify and say, oh, it's not as dirty as the Lord says it is, so it makes me feel cleaner. Or we understand that God says, no, it's sin, and that needs to be taken care of. But for us to spend our entire life saying, we have no sin or we have not sinned, we're telling God, we don't need your forgiveness. And because we don't need his forgiveness... We're never going to be clean. It's like the teen boys, every single time they go out after Sunday night service, and they play football, and they come back inside, and they're disgusting. You're gross. <laughs> the windows start fogging up. And it's like the parents talking to them and saying, you need to go home and take a bath. And then you saying, oh, I'm not so, I'm not so bad. No, I'm fine. I don't need a bath. I don't need anything. I'll, I'll go home and pop a breath mint in my mouth and a couple under my arms and everything will be good. How ridiculous would that be? Your mom knows when you're not clean. Heavenly Father knows when we're not clean. And the Bible says when we look in the, in the mirror of God's word and it says that, 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 that needs to go. And we say okay with that one but no, 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 no. I don't, I don't agree with all of those. Those are gray areas. Look, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. God is black and God is, and God is white. He is, he is clear. You know how you get gray areas? You start mixing light with darkness. And if we can go for days with no desire in our heart to be clean, to be truly clean, we're not saved. The Holy Spirit is not in us. Look look at what the Bible says. The truth is not in us. Well, Jesus says, I am the truth. And then in verse 10, his word is not in us. God says the word became flesh. If we are able to live in constant sin and deny it and deny it and deny it and argue with God and win the argument, you're not saved. You know it, God does not let you rest, you know it. You know what I'm talking about. God does not let you rest until you get it right. There's a knot in your stomach, your heart is in your throat, however you wanna say it. No matter what you do, you can't smile, you can't laugh, you can't be kind to your family. Everything is wrong. Because no relationship this way is going to be right if this relationship is wrong. And God is constantly going to remind us, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You need to be clean. And the only way to clean up, you know what God says? Confess it. Confess your sins. Look at verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You came home and you were in trouble from school. And what do your parents ask you? What did you do? And when you are God's child, and he sees you sin, and he knows that you have sinned, and we may try to deny it, we may try to redefine it or justify it, but when we come before the Lord, he is going to ask us, what did you do? What did you do? Cain, where's your brother? God knew where his brother was. Cain, tell me what you did. And what does Cain do? He denies it. Adam and Eve, who told you you were naked? You know what that question was? What did you do? And what do they do? They redefine it, and they blame it, and they justify it. It wasn't me. It was the woman. It wasn't me. It was the serpent. They hide it. They deny it. They shift it. No cleansing came from that. We may say, oh, I didn't do anything. We're lying. We may say, oh, I only did it because of this. Or I don't see what's wrong with that. We're calling him a liar. But if you're saved, you know what I'm talking about. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, if you have never had the Lord convict you of your sin deeply, the Holy Spirit's not in you. That's, that's one of the Holy Spirit's jobs, to convict us of sin. How many of you, you lived a certain way before you got saved? Maybe you were saved later in life and you got saved. And maybe the very next week you did something, you said something, you listened to something, you went somewhere that you had always gone before. And suddenly, something's telling you you're not doing that anymore. Or you say something and you, you maybe you just tell a joke that you've always told. It was your favorite joke. Or you turn on a, a song. It was your favorite song. And suddenly... No, you're not listening to that anymore. Who do you think that is? That's the Holy Spirit. And when something as big as God moves into you, something's got to change. Something's got to change. God is not going to leave us alone until we finally say, God, I've sinned. I've sinned. I sinned when I said it. I sinned when I watched it. I sinned when I depended on it. I sinned when I posted it. I sinned when I read it. I sinned when I wore it. I sinned when I bought it. I sinned when I drank it. I sinned when I took it. I sinned when I laughed at it. I sinned when I lusted after it. I sinned when I listened to it. I sinned when I texted it. I sinned when I went there. I sinned when I stayed there. I sinned in not forgiving. I sinned in not witnessing. I sinned in not giving. I sinned in not helping. God, I sinned. I did it. Nobody made me do it. I did it. And you open up all the closets and you overturn all the mattresses and you lay everything bare. You tell him everything as if he knew nothing. That is what confession is. He looks at you and he says, tell me. Tell me what you did. And we don't like doing that. We don't like doing that. Some of us need to go home right now. Some of us, you, you shouldn't even wait until invitation. We need to bow our heads right now and say, Lord, you know what it is. I know that you know what it is, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Here's what I did. Here's what I said. Here's what I thought. And you lay everything bare, but we don't like doing that because it's in that moment, you know what we start thinking? Why in the world Would God love me why in the world would he listen to me after what I've done why would he care for me why would he forgive me how could he forgive me how could he love me after all that I've done and you look at your life and it's a mess and your heart is gross and dirty and vile and disgusting And you think, I'm wretched and I'm I'm vile and I'm so prone to failure. Nobody likes admitting that. Nobody likes calling sin exactly what it is. We would much rather deny it or justify it or redefine it. God says, confess it. Tell me everything. Stop denying it. Stop hiding it. Stop making excuses for it. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. That's what confession is. But it's in that moment, listen, listen, it's in that moment that we are truthful about our sin. It's in that moment that we admit how dirty we are. That he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed is he to whom the Lord doth not impute sin. The devil's really good at sitting on your shoulder and and letting you know, Don't go into the confession booth with God because he's going to open your ledger and there's nothing but black. But the Bible says when you're his child and you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. And have you ever asked for forgiveness? Have you ever confessed your sin to the Lord? And a week later, it's still bothering you. Do you realize if the Lord would appear in front of you? If you truly confessed it, if you truly confessed it and you called it what it was, and you said, it's my fault, only my fault, the Bible says he has forgiven you, you could, you could walk into the court of God and say, Lord, do you remember last week when I did that? And he would say, Nope, sure don't. As far as the east is from the west, so, if he, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. But that only comes through confession that only comes from telling the truth and the truth is we are sinners and our sin is exceeding sinful that is the truth find the darkest harshest words in the dictionary to describe the truth or to describe your sin you won't scratch the surface that is the truth the truth is if you die in your sin you will spend eternity in hell that is the truth that is the truth but remember what the gospel is. The gospel, the truth of the gospel is this the truth of your sin can never overcome the truth of God's grace. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Yes. You are a sinner. Yes, I am a sinner. Yes, we are filthy people. Yes, even our righteousness is as filthy rags. Yes, that is all the truth. But you know what else is the truth? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know what the truth is? Where, grace ab- or where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. You know what the truth is? If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. But we have to be truthful. The Bible says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, crimson they shall be as wool. And I'm telling you, there is no greater peace, there is no greater joy than knowing that you are right with God. And if you are not right with God right now, sin is what separates us. It is sin that separates us. So won't you be clean this morning? What have you been hiding? What have you been denying? You know a way to stop that sinful fruit from growing? You go and you dig up the seed and you say, I planted this. And you tell him the truth. What have you been redefining? What have you been justifying? What the Bible has says clearly is sin, and we're trying to convince who that it's not. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. You can't find a big enough closet. You can't find a big enough rug. And even if you could manage to get the door closed, people will smell it on your spirit. They'll see it in your countenance. You're not deceiving anybody. And hey, we're all in the same boat here. I'm not deceiving anybody. I'm a sinner. I sinned this morning. I need to get right. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh shall have mercy. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.